You have questions? We have answers. We're two Southern moms on the backside of raising kids. And we have some things to say. We've lived life, made mistakes, and learned some lessons. Join us for answers to the questions you, you just, just want to ask your mom. mom. Hey, welcome to another Just Ask Your Mom podcast. I'm Renee Sproles. And I'm Bonnie Blaylock. Well, today we are talking about intentional parenting, which, you know, we say on almost every episode. We do. The word intentional is thrown around a lot these days in lots of circles. So what does it actually mean? Is it really something we want to be? Or is it just another word that adds to our mom guilt pile already filled with comparisons and ways we're not meeting the mark? Right. Well, it's really simple. The word intentional just means deliberate or done on purpose. There's a lot of things that parents do that are deliberate. We teach our kids skills, how to ride a bike, how to sing your ABCs. We take the time to read to our kids. Even I think a day at the park has some intentionality built into it. You meant to do it. You Mm -hmm. planned it. You made it happen on purpose. Yeah. I think a lot of parents have a sense of their days kind of running together. You remember that feeling? Oh, absolutely. Or getting to the end of any given day and feeling that there isn't much to show for it. Is that sort of a day unintentional? Well, not necessarily. Right. I think some of those days can be some of the best ones. Yeah. The ones that your kids actually remember from their childhood. So intentionality doesn't mean trying to be the uber parent who has every second scheduled with brilliant and stimulating activities. In fact, we'd argue that you should on purpose plan lots of downtime, free time, unstructured play, and time to be outdoors. Absolutely. Being an intentional parent shouldn't be about rigidity or putting extra expectations on yourself or pressures on your kids or yourself. We had days at home when we deliberately did not have to do anything, not having specific plans. Like maybe one kid gets sick. This happens all the time. Or the weather is terrible. And the super fun play date you'd scheduled is off the table. Parenting is all about pivots. Yeah. So when that happens, you roll with it. You quietly read or let them watch an extra hour of TV TV because they don't feel good. Well, did you accomplish anything in that sort of day? How do you define accomplish? Well, my sick child felt cared for. We shared time together that we otherwise might not have. We fostered trust and relationship. I'd say we accomplished something. Yeah, absolutely. So unless we're just straight up neglectful and absent parents, most of us are likely doing things on purpose already. And some of us, depending on our temperaments, may be more inclined to plan or have set goals than other people. And that's okay. Totally fine. Right. But I'd venture to say that if you and your spouse don't have some idea of your goals for your kids, then just because of the nature of life, and we all know this, it's crazy and urgent and exhausting raising kids, it's human nature to drift off course. We're swayable and distractible. Yeah. And also, you know, I do a lot of writing and speaking on culture. And um, our culture shapes us. We build culture, and then it shapes us, mm-hmm. and then we make culture. So it's this, it's this cyclical thing that's happening. And so a lot of times there, there's assumptions that we don't recognize. I, I was thinking of our own parenting. The question David and I asked ourselves was not if our children should get a cell phone, but when. Mm-hmm. And so that was a subtle difference, right? I just assumed this is the way the world works, and... And now we're finding out how dangerous cell phones are for children, how harmful social media is for especially girls, but girls and boys. It's probably going to be like the cigarettes. Yeah, of I agree. Of this generation where all, this, all they're going to find out that there was all this damage that was being done and they knew it and they hid it. And that question will change. 
That's right. And the, the question generation. will change. So the intentionality we thought we were bringing was actually not quite as clear as um, I wish maybe it had been mm. um, at the time. So it's just, I'm just putting a pin in that. I'm not trying to um, say what a terrible job we did or what a terrible job you might be doing. Just be aware that the culture is shaping what you're intending to do. Right. So it's always great to take a little step back from that. I mean, do your research for one thing. Some stuff you just don't know yet. We didn't know then about cell phones. But do your research if you can. And step back and just look remember o- your why. Look at other cultures, too. Like, that always helps me do a reset. So mm-hmm. what do other cultures take for granted? What have, what things have they built that are kind of built into their brains that just say, oh, this is a not, mm-hmm. not should I, but I, when I kind mm-hmm. of a question. So, like, for example, the French with food or our sleep episode where there's all kinds of different approaches right. to sleeping in different cultures. We just want to be aware that we can take a step back and be intentional uh, with our our parenting and it's oh it's to me it's like one of the best things that yeah. you can do where you where you're going to have fewer regrets I wish I had kind of moments we, we always say like you're you're probably not going to hit that exact spot you're aiming but you're going to get a heck of a lot closer than if you, than aimed, if at you nothing. aimed at nothing yeah. yeah and I think that's what we're talking about here just, yeah. a, just a little uh, like regular course corrections yeah so like a performance review for a job but without the possibility of being fired, even though I wanted to be fired sometimes <laughs> from right. my job. Um, just checking in with your husband and asking some questions. Checking in with your kids mm. and asking some appropriate questions. Yeah, depending on their age. Like, yeah. how is this working or not working for you? Mm-hmm. Are you stressed or are you not stressed? Are you happy with this or are you not? They'll tell you. Oh, yeah. They're honest. Yeah, so kids change so fast, you know this. Um, that zero to five age range is just getting to know how they operate, how the world works, so much discovery. So maybe you intentionally want to get in motor skills practice with your four to six month old. Tummy time or sitting up practice. You remember all that stuff? Oh, yes. The tummy time. <laughs> the, the ones who hate it and cry through it. It be such it. a struggle. Yeah. Ah. But... I mean, no time. That changes to toddlers who are mobile and they're on a mission to discover. So do your goals need to change? Well, maybe your big picture ones don't. You still want your child to feel safe and loved, but your smaller day-to-day practices will have switched according to your kids' abilities. Yep. So if you don't step back and review with each other now and then, you're just going to likely slide into whatever it is you're encouraged to do by your culture, by the society, by other parents, whoever is an influence in your life, social media, Mm -hmm. all the things. So what is it that is important to you as parents who are shouldering the responsibility of this child? Just own it. Yeah. Like, I, you know, I told our kids, even just the other day that are grown, we take the hits for the mistakes we made. Like, it, it's okay to just say, you know what? Y'all missed that. And I can just say, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> we messed up. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Please forgive me for that. Yeah. And move along. But, um... You just want to have fewer of those moments than <laughs> if possible. Than more I mean, if you can if you can help it. You're just gonna have some. So no one... so what are some questions that we can be asking that help bring us back to center? Even for our season of life too, Bonnie. Oh yeah, because we're always parents. We never stop being totally. a parent. I think all of this applies to. I mean, it can apply to parenting. It can apply to marriage. It can apply yeah. to your yeah, just your life in general. It's always good to sort of step back and give yourself a little review and check and balance with your spouse, partner. So what are we trying to achieve? Is it surviving another day? Okay, sometimes yes. 
Okay, yeah, you're on. <laughs> Let's you're just right. admit that. Be honest. Is it, hey, we really want to build some character traits in our school-aged kids? Maybe. So then you ask, okay, what are we trying to achieve? Can our current habits get us there? What is our actual trajectory? Mm-hmm. If you're wanting to build character habits in your kids, for example, but you really only have 30 minutes a day of real quality Mm-hmm. investing time in them mm-hmm. that you're not running around crazy. Well, it's going to take you a lot longer to get where you want to go. Yeah. And that's actually helpful to know, right? It so is. you can, um, judge correctly, mm-hmm. you know, kind of how you're making those, um, gains. So the next question, once you've decided, Hey, this is what we want to, this is what we want to do. Does the amount of attention I'm giving this match its true importance? So, Homework is a good example of this. Right. And a lot of this you can't get out of necessarily, but it might make you decide what I just said. Okay. If we're wanting to build character in our children and they're spending four hours every night on homework because parents and society has decided that that's important when we know it's not Mm -hmm. and actually less homework is more effective. I mean, that might change your whole perspective on school in general. Mm -hmm. Do we even want to go to this school? Mm Mm-hmm. Do we even want to go to a public school at all? Mm-hmm. I and mean, that can change your whole lifestyle. Yeah. We always made the joke, all, all of our work is homework. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But we, we could be uh, very efficient. We had, we did, it did, the homeschooling lifestyle afforded us a lot of space to, um, so, to do some other things. But then also there's sports. Sure. So uh, younger and younger, kids are getting into sports. There's practices. There's travel. So... Again, you just make those choices after you've asked yourself the question, what, what is this gaining? Mm-hmm. Are, we, are we achieving the goals we want to achieve by investing all of this time right. in this? Some it's, people say yes, and we've listened to our sports episode. That's right, and sometimes it's their thing. And it's their thing, and they do it, and they, they have a great experience. But I think many just kind of, again, it's the pull of culture. This is right. what you do. I remember even 20 years ago feeling like I was – a crazy person to take a pass on the the intense sports. We just right. did it for recreation. Yeah, you're right. Because that's what everybody else was I doing. Thought, I mean, I honestly I asked myself, Bonnie, like, am I hurting my children's future? Sure. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. By <laughs> take a step back, do your research. Because yeah. in reality, 1%, I think it's even less than 1% it of kids are going to get an athletic scholarship or go on and be in professional sports, whatever it is. So is the amount of time, and it can be hours and hours a week, that you're giving to any given activity, sports, homework, whatever it is, matching what you really think is important. Yeah, yeah. And if it's not, you have the power to change that. So, you know, this is a great question. If you're not sure the answer to what she just asked you, look at your calendar. Go back and look at your calendar for the last three to six months and see what it tells you. Look at your checkbook. Yeah. Look at your bank statement. Those are all very objective measurements. See what it tells you. Mm-hmm. Um, and ah. it'll tell you what's most important. Yep. Whether you've chosen it or not, it's, it, it'll show you what's been ranked at the top. That's right. How many nights were you out of town? How many hours did you spend at gymnastics or uh, quiz bowl or, you know, whatever it is? How many weeks did you get to go to church? Mm-hmm. It, yeah. it logs all that for you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good or bad. So, wow. Yeah. Those are, those are great questions. So how can we create an environment that might actually bring about some change? So you're looking at, you're looking at your calendar and you're going, mm, I don't love what I'm seeing here. 
So what can, because I think a lot of times parents think, well, I can't, I'm powerless to change it. No, that's a lie. It's just where it's just our busy season. Right. Right. Maybe it is. Maybe it's not. Mm -hmm. There are busy seasons. There are. But um, you have the power. You have a lot more um, ability to choose than you might want to believe. So there's some principles um, for creating new habits, for kind of moving in this direction. And you referenced a book that is really interesting. I did. It's by James Clear. He's the author of Atomic Habits. And this came out like a long time ago, but I think it sells something like one book every 15 seconds. It is that popular. Wow. It started out being really popular, funnily enough, in CrossFit circles because it applied to people who wanted to up their workout game and all that. And they wanted just some physical habits they could stick to, but it, it actually can apply to all of life. I really think it's awesome. So atomic habits anyway. So he says, if you want to change your habits, you need to make it, um, easy to do. So do what you're able to, this allows you some flexibility. So if you have a 30 minute workout goal, which is fine, a lot of us have that, but today you only have 10 minutes instead of going, Oh, forget it. I don't even have time to go do that. We'll just reduce the scope but stick to the schedule. Okay, that seems so obvious when you say it. Yet that is not what I think. Me neither. Uh, me neither. I'll throw it all out. Oh, I don't yeah. have all this interrupt uninterrupted time. Just forget the whole day. Yeah. Which what does that do to your mood? What does that do to your confidence? What does that do to your the next time you're you have a bad day, which there's gonna be those yeah. 10 minute days. So yeah, reduce the scope, but stick to the schedule. So if you just do the 10 minutes then that you have, you've shown up and you'll feel better that you did something rather than nothing. And next time it'll be more attractive. So I did this today. Interestingly enough, I slept terrible last night. I was up like every two hours I was awake and awake for a long time. And so I slept past when I normally would get up to have my quiet time, which mm -hmm. I love with my whole heart. This long extended time in the morning for the season of life is just a joy to me. So I wake up, it's way past time. It's like an hour and 15 minutes past when I would get up and you're coming over to yep. do this and we're getting ready to leave on a trip and I needed to do some things. And I just sat down and did, yeah, like 15 minutes where I normally would love to do an hour and a half, Yeah, hour, hour and a half. I only got 15 minutes, but you're right. Like part of me, the perfectionist side is like, you didn't finish. You didn't finish. You <laughs> right. didn't do your morning routine. What a slacker. You're stretching minutes. and your quiet time with Jesus and all the things. But no, I, thinking of this, I'm like, no, you did it. You did a smaller scope. Right. Um, today was just what it was. And we're going to move along. That's right. And so many, so many parents and moms have that exact feeling when it comes to quiet time or prayer or whatever. We all kind of want to do it. We say we want to do mm -hmm. it. But if it can't be this hour long thing that we yeah. idealize in our heads, then we just, you know, it's not even worth it. I'm not even going to try. You know, 60 second meditation can do oh. wonders for your day. 60 Absolutely. seconds. Absolutely. And I've read lots of um, like writings by young moms who are, because um, prayer is something I've just been studying a lot in the last several years and trying to, to grow in. And the, the young moms who write about prayer just say, you know what? When I get interrupted, when that baby wakes up and cries, I just scoop them up. And I just keep on praying mm -hmm. and I rock with them in my lap and I, and I just pray out loud and it's a different kind of prayer. Right. And I thought, oh, wow, how beautiful is that? Yeah. I wish I had been flexible enough. Me too. To do that. So like learn from our mistakes. We've mm -hmm. learned some lessons, moms, <laughs> made mistakes, learned some lessons. That, yep. That's such a more beautiful 
way to um, experience that season of life than to think it has to be in categories. It's just not. No, it's not. It's not. <laughs> season of life is not super uh, amenable to categorizing and things like that. So there's also a principle. We just, David and I were just talking about this book with some 20 year olds who are like these yeah. top notch business students, the principle of margin. So Dr. Richard Swenson has a book um, yep. on this called Margin. Fantastic book. Mm-hmm. And the idea of margin is just like in a book, you know, you've got the blank space in the gutter and around the edges. And I hate reading a book. It's a really cheap paperback when the words are printed all the way yeah. to the edge of the page. It's just too hard to read. It stresses you out. It's stressful. Yeah. Visual. Mm-hmm. yeah. And so um, margin is just the idea of trying to make space so you can have room to do the unexpected or um, to do nothing, like we were saying <laughs> earlier, you know? Right. Um, if you if you know getting out the door in the mornings is generally a disaster, just look up what you can do physically, socially to help with that. What can you lay out ahead of time? What can you have ready to go and in place? Push bedtime 10 to 15 minutes earlier to give everybody time to get their backpacks and lunches together and ready. We just timed the kids and just said, individually how long does it take you to get through your routine and then we backed into wake up time from yeah. that that's intention that's yeah. on purpose how do we make things easy and for because us? if you can that's get a great example if you can get ready faster well it's not really fair for you to have to get up as early as your sibling mm-hmm. if you're really efficient in the morning but if you're not a morning person and you move kind of slow okay well we need to take that into account right so reduce some friction goodness and then i think it's really interesting and helpful to look at what habits are upstream from other habits that you want to form. Is there that first domino? Mm. So what is something in your day that if that goes well, you know it's also going to make a lot of other things go well? For me, if I can get up and have, it really doesn't have to be all that much time. If I can have five minutes of just me by myself with a cup of coffee, you know, a little bit of prayer time before anybody else gets up, that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. If that, if I can have that, the day seems to go much better than when I don't have that. Maybe it's that morning out the door routine. What is your thing that if that goes well, that's your first domino. So concentrate your efforts on that first domino instead of trying to make that whole day flow and work flawlessly, which in your idealized imagination, we all want to do as moms. It's pretty likely that just that first thing can set the tone or the stage for the whole day. This is, is that from the Atomic Habits it book? Is. That's mm-hmm. so brilliant. Yeah. It's a great book. Everybody I, should be I reading. knew it intuitively, again, with the, with the time by myself. And when I was raising my kids, it did need to be. I needed to be up by myself. No husband, no son, no daughter. Mm-hmm. Just by myself with that cup of coffee. 15 minutes. Yeah. Makes a big 30, difference. 30, 45 would just be gloriously wonderful. But even 15 Yeah. Made a difference. Just showing up for that scope that you have is fine. So what is something that can help you focus on your most important goals? If I'm trying to get some writing done, I've got to turn my phone off for a couple hours. Yes. I just have to. Otherwise, everybody else's needs and wants from me become more important than what I need and want from me. And if it's hard, I'll be honest, it's a perfectly good excuse for me to put aside the hard thing. Oh, I'll just answer this real quick. Oh, oh I'll just do this real quick. This is Absolute. this is this is worth taking time out to do. Sure. Yeah. So uh, everything else is always going to come first. So, and there's a lot of moms that that you and I know, Renee, that are uh, intentional. So, in order to focus on their family's goals, they do the same. They, mm-hmm. they don't answer their phone or their texts in the morning. They're going to put that aside because that's time dedicated to 
their overarching goals. Yep. Limiting time on the apps, you know, where that yeah. little time pops up and says, hey, you're self-determined. Right. Time for Instagram is now up. Do you want to override this? <laughs> Say no. Say no. Yeah. Take your notifications off. Maybe you don't even look at your phone until lunch. Is that an is that an insane idea? Oh, I know. What, what is that? do to your blood pressure when I say uh, that. Yeah. But I know people who don't. And I know people in business who um, check their email at only prescribed times of day. So yes. I know probably moms are maybe not checking email all day, but like 10, 2, and 5. Yeah. And that and they can just go through them so much faster. I know when I've done that, um, I find it, I find myself to be so much more effective and efficient. Yeah. Because your brain's not scattered. Instead of dribbling. Your focus comes the, back. Yeah. The emails constantly or the texts. So Laura Casey has a book called Cultivate, A Grace-Filled Guide to Growing an Intentional Life that also has some good advice. And one of the things, first thing she says is to be reflective. So again, like we kind of said earlier, reflect on your calendar, reflect mm -hmm. on your life, reflect on the pace of your family, you know, rhythms. Right. Are you happy with where they are? What do you like and what do you dislike? Probably there's some of each. I hope there's some of each. <laughs> there should be some of each. A balance, not not weighed real heavily on the dislike side. But I think you should also take that time to say, okay, so what's God trying to teach me here? Right. Where is where is he trying to weigh the scale? Yeah, very much so. And and as you reflect, it's it's really helpful to have like people who know you, trusted friend, your husband, to just bounce those off of them. Here's what I'm seeing. What do you think? Am I perceiving this correctly? Sometimes David corrects me and goes no 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 it's here's how I see it and mm -hmm. that's helpful yeah and I'm, I may be more gloom and doom than I need to be or he may just say yeah you're right I don't we need a regroup this season of our lives right so that's that performance review kind mm -hmm. of situation where you're checking in with each other and the second thing she suggests I just have been trying to do relentlessly in my life I know you have too me too and I wish oh, wish wish I had too. started this in my 20s <laughs> Yeah, so let, again, learn from us. Do this now. Right. It's not too late. Start when you start. That's right. Well, what are we asking them to do? Replace lies with truth. Oh, so maybe yes. you believe the lie. I have to know all the details of what we're going to do, what the path ahead means. But you could replace it with the truth. Okay, well, that's important. But faith is what's really essential. Yeah, so you just, <laughs> most women have a constant narration going on in their heads. And every thought, dear listener, that you have is not always giving you accurate information. It's not always telling you the truth. And it's worth taking out and examining. Sure. What am I telling myself and, and why do I think that that is the absolute truth? I think feelings, too, are a big. Oh, yeah. It's not just the things that we think. It's all the things that we're feeling. Feeling, yes. I'm feeling frustrated and disappointed and all those things. So, therefore, I must be. Not, yes. Not measuring up. Which is her third point, which is attaching your feelings to the truth. So she's like, feelings are not the enemy, but they can lead us away from what is true. So you take your feelings, she says, and attach them to a truth. So let's, let's think about this. I'm feeling like a failure. Okay. Well, let's take that out. And it hurts to mm -hmm. even feel that way, mm -hmm. to think those thoughts. So we don't, we don't even want to, I just want to avoid that thought altogether. Exactly. But if I just sit for a second and go, now, why am I feeling that way? Well, You've had hardly any time with the kids this week. You normally would have some great, you know, time from four to five o'clock, you mm -hmm. know, or we would normally have family dinners and we haven't had, but like one family dinner this week. Okay. Well then it's worth going. Okay. Now the truth is 
I normally do, have good quality time with my with my children. And B can be either we are too busy, we need to read readjust our life schedule, or no, that was just this was just an off week. Right. And tomorrow's another day. Instead of just this overall feeling of gloom and doom, which can easily take over and you never parent well from guilt, from right. shame, fear, all of fear. All of negative emotions you never make good decisions from that place so what lie are you believing Mm -hmm. do you believe you're not enough you're you're not doing it right or she's better she's better oh that's a common one (laughs) any of those things why can't we just look at each other and go like she is better than me in that but look at where I've come from Um, and also her life is different you don't know all her inner thoughts and her fears and things that she's believing yeah yeah I, I love this one that you suggested Asking good questions. Ask good questions. So you want to ask if you're trying to change your habits specifically or figure out where it is you want to get to. What is your goal? What is your intention? Who is the type of person I want to be? What sort of family do we want to have? Those are pretty broad questions. But I think if you keep those in mind, um, then you're constantly reinforcing your identity. And our habits, we know this have an outsized influence on our story because we do them over and over and over again. So Mm -hmm. they affect the kind of person that we are becoming. You decide the sort of person you want to be, and then you prove that to yourself with small wins. One thing that he said, uh, a quote from the book just struck me. Every action you take is a vote for the type of person you want to become. Yeah. Ah! I know. Oh, wow. I know. So I love this because... um, you can just ask yourself, okay, well, I just voted for that. What is that moving me closer to? I just yeah. voted for the pan of brownies. Mm-hmm. What is that moving me closer to? I just, I just um, voted for the four hours of Netflix. Right. I voted for the two glasses of wine. What is that moving me closer to? Mm-hmm. Wow. So you change your habits and you can change your identity. So phrase it this way to yourself instead of this is like the lies and the truth kind of thing. You're yes. just turning it around into a positive thing in your head where you might say, all right, well, I'm the type of mom who is patient with my children. I'm the type of mom who is gentle with my kids. You say those sort of things to yourself. And what do we typically say to ourselves? Oh, I screwed oh, up there. Yeah. Well, gosh, I was really yelly that day. Mm-hmm. No, you say, all right, that that's not who I am. I'm the type of mom who's patient and gentle. We say this, we tell you to say this about your children. We're working on that. Mm-hmm. You know, if your child is um, lazy, you say, oh, we're, we're working on being self-motivated. Right. You spin it in a positive way and you don't, you don't deny the reality that it's a work in progress, but you, you, you spin it in a way that's life-giving and positive for them. You never want to label your children. You wouldn't label your children no. The way you talk to yourself. No. <laughs> no, I don't know why we do it for ourselves. This is great, though. When you're doing it for yourself, it, it can't help but spill out onto your children, Absolutely. too. When they're seeing you do this, and you're teaching them to ask these questions and talk to themselves in this way. Yes. It just spills over onto everybody. So you're de- coming to these decision points in your day. All right, what am I going to vote for? What kind of, what is your identity in there? So you ask yourself, oh, okay, what would a healthy family eat? Mm-hmm. What would a healthy person do? What would a God-focused family listen to? Oh, how I would love a, that. How would a successful writer schedule her time? Well, do that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. How would a kind person respond? Mm-hmm. It's kind of versions of the WWJD. That's what right. would Jesus do? Yeah. 
the type of person that you want to be, is that, is that the people you're hanging around? Oh, that's huge. Yeah. Would, would that person spend time doing fill in the blank? Would her social media feed include fill in the blank? The youth minister we had on um, probably over a year ago now, Mm -hmm. that's one of the things he tells his teens all the time. You are who you hang around. You're not going to rise above the people you surround yourself with. Right. So that's kind of part of one of those things about how do you make your habits easier? Well, look look at who you're hanging with. That's easy. Yeah. Uh, Look at what you're looking at. That's easy. (laughs) And eliminate those things that you don't want to vote for. Right. And I love this next tip for building good habits. Make the behavior obvious, attractive, easy, and satisfying. And that goes for kids and parents. So how can I make it more obvious? Walk into the rooms that you find yourself in most often in a day. What are the first things you see? And if you're trying to lose weight, do you have a bowl of M&Ms on your kitchen counter? If you're trying to start a morning prayer time, is there a certain chair or area that needs to be clear of laundry and books for you to use each morning? If your three-year-old's a Tasmanian devil in the morning, maybe morning quiet time is not for you. Find your time in a space that can work so you're not swimming upstream and becoming frustrated. Yeah, just make it easy. Clear the space. Yeah, set yourself yourself up for success, which (laughs) is what we're always telling you to do for your children. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. So, and make your goals and desires things that you are genuinely interested in and excited about, not things that you think you should do or things that everyone else is doing. You're going to be way more likely to follow through. Not every family. Who are we talking to? The Seeds Family Worship? Yeah, Jason Hauser. Yeah. Not every family has to have a devotional that looks exactly the same or is exactly 30 minutes. Yeah. You can do it all kinds of different ways. Mm -hmm. And maybe one day it all goes haywire. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and you change your scope, but you keep the schedule and you just do the 10 minutes with the dog vomiting over in the corner. That's right. And that's that's right. fine. Oh. Um, yeah. So start doable and start small. Just try to master the art of showing up. One minute, two minutes. Mm-hmm. I mean, we do this with our kids when early training. Yeah. Let's just stay in this little area in this, on this blanket for in this playpen, two minutes. In your high chair. Yeah. And then you build up from there. Then it becomes easier. So each time you're doing it successfully, one, two, three minutes, you're reinforcing what you actually want. That's so beautiful. Yeah. Um, Which leads us to another thing that Casey put in her book. Be content with little by little progress. Yes, we can be so addicted to instant gratification, looking for whatever is easy and fast. So she encourages us to just stop living for the short term. And patching, putting the Band-Aid on, right? (laughs) Take the long-term view. We say that on here so often. Yeah, we say it all the time. Take the long-term view, especially with the things that are difficult for you. Like, look back. Don't look back last month. Look back six months. Look back a year ago. Do you see change? Do you see progress? That's worth noting. Mm -hmm. That is worth noting. And celebrating. Absolutely. And celebrating. It's it's just having, um, it's hard to see ourselves clearly. It's just hard. A lot of times our default is to see ourselves worse than we actually right. actually are. And then as you make these little gains, she encourages us to just make notes of how you've had success, of God's faithfulness for seasons ahead, whatever that looks like for you. Um, I don't do this awesome, Bonnie. I mean, I do have, um, I'm trying to be more intentional with my notes app on my phone and and just putting little markers and things that like are pretty pivotal Mm -hmm. in my life so that I can look back and go, Oh yeah, 
yeah, you, you have made a lot of gains in this area. Right. And yet you still have the exercise habit. You have not quite tackled. You're making progress right. in that direction, but it's not, you're not really characterized by, you know, consistently exercising or fill in the blank for whatever it sure. is for you moms. It's okay. That's okay. I can, I can go. Yeah. I'm not where I want to be, but I am farther than I was in 2020 mm-hmm. or 2021. Right. And I think each one of us can say that about something mm-hmm. in our lives. So you're not a miserable failure in every area, you know, you, you've got something. And if you don't know what it is, ask a friend because they can tell you. Yeah. And just set yourself up for success with these cool little habits. Habits, habits are so important. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Well, yeah. great, great topic. I love this topic. I, talk, I could make a whole series out of this topic. I love talking about this kind of thing. All right. So you can find all of these uh, resources on our website at justaskyourmom.com. And you can connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. Right. So take five seconds, if you would, to rate and review the podcast and share us with your friends and family. We love to, we love to get shared. Mm-hmm. If you have topic suggestions, send them to us. Just ask your mom podcast at gmail.com. And we'll see you next time on Just, Just Ask, Ask Your Mom. mom.